right? Kim was trying to clap. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> I was also thinking about clapping. <laughs> yeah, we should clap. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one, clap. Jesus. <laughs> I think one of those is coming back through Adam. Also, that fucking hurt my ears, too. Ouch. All right, we're good. I'm fine. I'm I just, clapped, I'm like, dying. loud as a motherfucker. Maybe you just need bed. to turn down your volume, fun. McCoy. Maybe this is all a you problem. It could be. It could be. Except that I don't think it is, Adam. <laughs> mm. Listen, there's like 100 audio issues on my side, but this one, I'm pretty sure. But Got it. That's um, never my fault. Yeah, agreed. Wait, the fact that Adam's mic is reverberating is my fault? I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. No, I, I like think I'm the fact that you're being murdered by any amount of sound that anyone makes. Oh, yeah. No, but that, that might I be was a just, you issue. No, yeah, that's a you issue. That's a me issue. I hear that. Now that I understand what you're saying, I agree and submit 100%. Okay, Um. Cool. Should we get it? Dude, guys, I'm excited. This is cool. I feel like this is a totally different game. Like, as in, yeah. like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, as not as in it's a different game than we've ever played before, but just a different style of game. Like, this is a different style of podcast. Like, this whole thing is so fucking different and novel. I'm down. I'm very yeah. excited. <clears throat> yeah, for um, sure. So, this is the Game Club Podcast, and today we are doing part two of uh, the series, which is where we went from Arcadia to the Rapture Control Room. Uh, but first, Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I uh, got a little, little bit late off work, but had a nice, pleasant bike ride home along Chicago's beautiful bike trails. Bike did you flip off any uh, police and officers? The uh, no, I did not flip <laughs> off any police officers this time uh, because none of them stood in front of me. It's <laughs> too bad. No, ah, stood between ah. me and freedom. Yeah. Adam fucks <laughs> with authority. <laughs> Dude, that's a YouTube series I'd watch. It's just like, hey guys, so it turns out this is going to be my last vlog because you can't uh, post from jail. <laughs> <laughs> they no, arrested me for say, resisting though. arrest, which is a thing that they do sometimes, and I'm still not sure how it's possible. It, that's the thing, though. Like, so... McCoy and Elena were doing like a cross-country trip to Connecticut from California and on the way they stopped at Adam's place and then they stopped at my place and when McCoy told me Adam that you flipped off a police officer I was like wait our Adam? <laughs> yeah. yeah like I decided to radicalize like after hippie college for some reason yeah, like I went to hippie college that, and was like I'm still normal more or less I have a beard now but or sideburns rather but you know normal and yeah, then the, I went the to Chicago sideburns were always there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not funny. a new addition. Right. That was the hippie college. Yeah, and now I have a beard, and now I'm, you know, radical enough to antagonize police officers who try to run me over, so that's fun. <laughs> well, so that's why. So they tried to run you over. Yes. Have you seen the video of the guy that got so pissed off with cop cars being parked in the bike lane that he just yes. started biking straight into the cop cars well, this is in new york and it was like a bigger thing it was just like he got a ticket for riding like on on the street or on the sidewalk or something like that when there was right. a bike lane available but the bike lane wasn't available because it was full of garbage it so was full of a, really a cop car he drove no. he biked around the cop car and the cop gave him a ticket <laughs> that was what precipitated it yeah 
So he yeah. just started biking into cop cars and just what? falling over them. Just, <laughs> just like taking actual wipeouts into cop cars. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a hero. I yeah, admire his uh, sacrifice for the team. Yeah, right? <laughs> in the name of biking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, that's just so silly. Can you imagine if that's like in your head of like how to solve this? Like you're biking at a car and you're like, that'll fucking send a message. I'm gonna go straight like, into that thing. It's like not even it's not even like subtle about his Don Quixote-ness. Like Yeah. You're just not tilting at windmills, you're tilting at something else, but it's the same deal. The other day I was driving home and there was a guy on his bike, clearly just like drunk out of his mind like you kind of know the kind of bike riding that someone does when they're kind of drunk and they're trying really hard to concentrate on their bicycle and so this guy was trying to cross the road and literally ran into the side of my car just point blank ran into the side of my car (laughs) nice and of course the first thing out of like my head is like oh shit this is one of these guys who's gonna try to get an insurance claim out of me for hitting him oh yeah 100% and I was like, I don't have a dash cam, but then I'm also like, but technically the damage is on the side of my car, so how could I possibly hit him? But like, he basically like got up, he looked at me, like saluted, and then just kind of like whirled his way like back across the street. And I was just like, that guy. I didn't get any damage on my car though, so I was okay. But so still. you sued him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a countersuit, just to make I figured, sure. Right. I figured the guy maybe had enough problems in his life to be blackout drunk at three thirty on a Friday on a bike. He's like, God, fuck, where's oh my, my car? <laughs> I have to get to my interview. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was kind of sad. I don't know why, but that ended like I just I wish him well. <laughs> that was the last I saw of him as he biked into the sunset. Exactly. I really was just hoping that he didn't get hit by an actual car because he was going across a busy road. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Uh, it's like, on one hand, like, cyclists generally, like, kind of should have a sort of right of way. Like, they should be treated as vehicles and they often aren't. Um, but you do have those idiots who just, like, blow through every red light and stop sign they see. And it's like, sir, sir, please. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is frightening to me. <laughs> You oh, don't have a helmet. You have earbuds in. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to, you know, strike it big. You know what I'm saying? Get lucky. Be with struck big, as it were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like, it's weird to be like, hey, we need all of you guys to put on seatbelts and put on helmets and all this other stuff. Like, it seems weird for us to, like, say those rules to people. But at the same time, when you watch them, you're like, Jesus, are you going to kill yourself? Like this is going to be devastating. And then like, we're probably going to have to like send an ambulance there and then you're going to be so, oh, messed up. And maybe you just put a helmet on. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> although we can avoid all this. Thing, one interesting thing about helmets is that like statistically, they don't necessarily, I mean, I, I need to dig a little bit more into the statistics here. So don't like cite me on this, but um, on one hand, if you were in a crash and you have a helmet, it is good. Uh, on the other hand, cyclists who wear helmets, cars drive closer to them. So you don't, it like kind of ends up being a bit of a wash, I think. Um, And this isn't saying don't wear a helmet. This is saying drivers should stop being on the road entirely because automobiles are cancer. (laughs) But, you know. Interesting. You heard it here first. Yeah, it sounds straight from a biker's (laughs) mouth. 
it's actually really funny. Like I didn't realize this, but there are straight wars between bikers and people in cars, but I've been a biker and I've been in a car. So I don't really like have like a stake in the race. I just want everyone to get there safely. But if you talk to someone who just bikes like Adam, they're militant <laughs> and they're like, dude, all cars are evil. And everyone in a car is evil, no matter what the circumstance. And then, and then you talk to some people in cars and they're like, I fucking hate bikers. They have zero <laughs> right to be on the road. They have zero right to exist. In fact, if I could design the road plans, there'd be no walkways. Cause fuck walking. That's old technology. <clears throat> Like that's you, what co- that's what that cop thought. Legit. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing so is, that's how Adam like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that. Hmm. Re- real quick, I want to set the record straight. I don't think that everyone who drives a car is bad. Um, many of them shouldn't be driving, but that's a different problem. The problem is that cars, like as a necessity in society, is a big problem, and we don't necessarily have to have that. Oh, and uh, who who did we lose? Nope, Craig just decided to just kick we us out. We don't need him. Well, yeah, I guess Craig I guess is not. Just, to be fair, Craig is very weird. Craig just oh, sits there and says nothing and just chills. Oh, Craig's mean? back and he's weird. now recording. Unclear what that's yeah. going to do. I um, dude, how cool is it that Zoe has permissions? Oh, right? it's, I mean, after I saw that you abandoned our child last <laughs> podcast recording. Oh, yeah. Yes. Craig, our child. <laughs> you know, our child and I, I'm like, listen, we're doing adult things. Just stand in the corner and shut up. <laughs> yeah, you avert your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me a beer. Yeah. Anyways. Um, anyway, James, how are you doing? <laughs> you got anything to follow that? Do you hate cars? Yeah, James, uh, what is your thought on cars? <clears throat> so I think that... Um, Cars are simultaneously great and awful. I think that we need to get cars out of city centers. But um, other than that, yeah, cars are pretty great. I guess that is, yeah, an additional amendment. I'm a city boy currently. So when I see enormous parking lots full of useless hunks of metal, when there's a housing crisis on, I get a little annoyed. Hmm. Just live in your car. Oh, they don't need to do that either. Yeah, but that's also legal in most big cities. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely illegal, right? Probably. It is, but in I LA mean, a lot of people stuff, do yeah. it. Oh, in, in big cities? Yeah. <clears throat> could you, could, if you're just like driving down the road in the countryside, could you sleep in your car? Like if they found you, a police officer's driving by, he sees you. Is that legal? I mean, that's literally what I did. Well, I mean, but did a police officer find you and knock on the window and he's like, excuse me, teens, could you get out? Oh, it's no, it's just you. I thought I there was two teens making out where here. you are. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone do a show of hands. How many people have been had a police officer knock on their window when they were in high school? And they're like, excuse me, get out of there, you two. Ah, uh, yes. I can see everybody who raised their hand. Podcasts <laughs> famous for being able to see people's hands. No, it's perfect because then no one has to embarrass themselves. Also not me. <laughs> wow. So okay. you asked this question and I'm pretty sure that I've heard you tell a story where this happened to you. Hmm. And okay. I'm wondering if that's where this is going. Or do you wish you like, crap, this? I thought you forgot that. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting up for something like, and that's exactly how it happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, it's happened to me. What, what do you want for me? I just, I thought there was going to be more stories from other people, but apparently you're all fucking nope. lame. And that's fine, no, too. You're no, you're talking to a bunch of nerds. The rest of us are better at hiding than you are. Yeah, that actually could be true. Yeah. We Some did park in front of the police station. <laughs> bold move. <laughs> Very bold move. <laughs> Yeah, she was fucking wild. She's like in front of the police station where this isn't happening. And I was like, deal. <laughs> okay. Was she an undercover So, Zoe, cop? how are you? 
I'm just gonna move us right out of this conversation. Zoe, how are oh you? My God. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing quite well. Quite well indeed. I uh, am just, uh, you know, just recuperating after a long day's work. You know, in my little cubicle, all on my lonesome with zero people around me. But it was a very productive day. Hmm. And then there was the day that one of my coworkers mistook my hemp hand cream for drug paraphernalia and she tried to report me to hr until i had to explain to her what hemp was and hr was like excuse me could you stop smoking so much and reporting people for stupid ass shit she was already so nosy like first of all like my cubicle like literally i have eight empty cubicles around me on all sides i am literally on my own island and this woman walks by and she sees my hemp hand cream and she's just like, I know that marijuana is legal in Michigan now. However, drug paraphernalia at work is just inappropriate. And I was just like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just alarmed because I was just like, what drug paraphernalia? And I'm like looking around my desk and then I see my hemp hand cream that clearly has the big, bold words lotion on it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't know what hemp is, do you? And she was just like, oh, it's a lotion. Oh, I didn't know if it was like an edible or something. And I was like, what kind of edible yeah. looks like this? Dude, the <laughs> she's staring at your... She's staring at your shirt, which is just covered in marijuana print. And uh, yeah, I was yeah, about to say, yeah, like, you, yeah. put out, you put out your three joints, one in each fucking hand, and then, like, one in your mouth. <laughs> to- toss them in the six empty beer bottles that are just scattered around the cube. <laughs> what drug paraphernalia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, do you want some? Drug, it's not drug paraphernalia if it's actually just the drug. Yeah, that don't must hold have the cubicle the most- open. I'm trying to hotbox this. <laughs> that must have been the most joy she had had all month until she f- found out that it was actually totally fine. Oh, she looked so fucking proud of herself when she was telling me to hide my drug paraphernalia. And I was just like, honey, honey, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> so, God, yeah, that's how my workplace is. I'm pretty much the youngest person by about like 15 years. And it very much shows do you think you're the highest person at your workplace? I'm just curious. <laughs> just all the time. My guess there, is absolutely blazing. not. Yep. Yeah. yeah. My guess is there's some 50 year olds in there that are just smoking up on the way to the office. They're like, I, have I don't arthritis. know though, because like the day that marijuana was legalized in Michigan, you would have the office gossip. You would have thought that, you know highways would be undrivable now because there would just be too many high people driving about and i was like this well, is that's Detroit. true they've that's already true. been here <laughs> yeah no I just that, think we that should happened, give high people though. their own lane just give them their own lane to drive slow and it's fine <laughs> yeah they can just drive in the bike lane or something <laughs> like everyone else does <laughs> yeah exactly um. Dude, that's like when I, I mean, one time I was in a city and I just like, it was in San Francisco and I was like, shit, I have to go to the bathroom. Like I need to go somewhere. And I went to, I saw this police officer and I was like, Hey, I don't know where I am. Can you point me to the nearest bathroom? And he's like, he just did this like hand motion, like check the city out. And he was like, this is your bathroom. Everyone else here treats it that way. <laughs> and, like, oh, shit. and then he arrested then you laughed. for public urination. Yeah, exactly. And then I laughed and I was like, no, but seriously, I really have to go. Like, please help me. <laughs> And he was like, there's a safe way over there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That's good stuff. 
Oh my god. So that's what I imagine. Okay. Yeah. Uh weed is now legal like in Massachusetts as well. And um the roads are completely fucked. Oh wait, no, it's Massachusetts. That was just standard. <laughs> Dude, what about taxes, Can- bro? Don't you pay taxes? Yeah. Wow, weird. What if I can, can verify? Out. I've been to Massachusetts and the roads are shit. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. It's like so you know how back in the day when they had like horse-drawn carriages and no one could go more than 10 miles an hour and like you didn't really need to have like lanes or lights or anything? All the roads are that except they sometimes added lights and lanes. But they designed half of them since then and they still all are like that. <laughs> it's like that's that's their ideal road structure. And it's just that way all across Boston. And they've like rebuilt multiple times. <laughs> That's just lame. Isn't like the highest casualty intersection in the world or something in Boston? Sorry, we, there were two different things happening and one of them was Keenan's introduction. So let's just get to that. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, Keenan, how do you feel about roads? Uh, they're nice to get to places. Hmm. Bold stance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of control. I don't know how the masses are going to feel about that. We're going to get a lot of hate. Oh, I, need, I need you to dial it back, Keenan. Yeah. Dude, I might have to edit that out. We, Jesus We Christ. can't have such strong opinions <laughs> on the podcast. Flipping off cops. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so cool down. If cool roads down, are good for getting places, that's just insane, okay? Yeah, if you're a car. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, what, what kind of freaks me out about roads is that animals like still haven't figured it out look i get it man <laughs> they don't speak english but i'm just like dude these these <laughs> yeah, they can't read creatures. the signs yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know i'm like dude that's a one way what are you doing but like no it's like it's more just like you sit there and you're like these massive metal creatures that go like 100 <clears throat> miles per hour only go on this exact piece of land forever all I need you to do is not run in front of me. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> hey, you can still cross. McCoy, I've got fine. some just real bad news. Humans haven't figured cars out either, and most of us do speak a language. Do you say humans or do you say Cubans? <laughs> humans. <laughs> I said Cubans. I was like, damn, dude, Jesus. He was going straight for the Cubans for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow that was brutal adam yeah i mean i get it like i've actually heard really crazy car stories from other countries but that is another story for another day gabe what but, is um, your thought okay. on cubans <laughs> on cubans i don't want to unpack make this, great guys. Cigars. <laughs> there we go we saved it we salvaged it We're <laughs> thank yeah. you speaking of salvaging in this section of bioshock you can make things <laughs> Like ammo and yeah. other such things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you say, hack let's, it or you make it or some shit? Let's get down to it. So as I said before, this week we played um, Arcadia through the Rapture Control Room where some pretty mind-blowing shit went down. Let's talk about these kind of new mechanics. So when we first played, we were introduced to the plasmids and, you know, 
gatherer's gardens and all those vending machines. And this time, we were introduced to the crafting mechanic, the U-Invent machines. Yeah. McCoy, take it away. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> honestly, not a huge fan of that mechanic. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. But I think, yeah, this is an interesting section of the game because I feel like at this point, like when it comes to resources, they kind of needed to give you something else to hold on to because I feel like at this point you're maxed out on everything. Has anyone else had that experience? I've been maxed out on everything. And I was playing on hard mode trying to be like, you know, super you know yeah i was maxed else? i was maxed out on everything like since about the middle of arcadia um and like you know middle of arcadia through the rest of it you just get more and more ridiculous i think in the rapture core area i meleeed a big daddy to death <laughs> and took no damage like wow because you you've got sport boost and sport boost 2 so you're super fast and swing your wrench at a million miles an hour You've got I don't I don't have either of those. You should take more pictures of things. Okay. That's exactly what I told McCoy. <laughs> Dude, it's brutal. Oh, see, this is I hate the camera mechanic. That's the one mechanic I, I hate too. in this. Because I'm just like, no, I, fuck no. Who I do you who do you photos. take pictures of to get sport boost? That sounds fucking sick. Uh the the everyone. Thug, the thuggish splicers. It's just the, the one splicers. Splices. The ones that slap you with sticks. It's, it's them. them oh, the baddies. I just kill those guys too quickly. Right. Fuck. So what I do instead is that instead of bludgeoning to de- them to death with my wrench in one hit, like I can do with almost everything else, I stand there. Well, until I had harvested all the pictures I needed, I would stand there as they hit my hit me in my face. And I would just take picture after picture until it stopped giving me points. And then I calmly pulled out my wrench and killed them. <laughs> you know, this is a very interesting discussion about sort of game design and flow. Because optimally, you take a million pictures and just just absolutely destroy the the flow of the game. Yeah. Like, because you just sit there as they're hitting you with a wrench and you just take pictures and you get stronger. Um, Or you don't and accept that you're a lot weaker and then Gabe comes over and he just goes, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Take more (laughs) pictures. I'm like, no, dude, you see, I'm trying to line up this headshot on this guy, you know, while he's like searching through that corpse or whatever. And he's like, no, you're going to take 48 pictures of that guy. And then you're going to, I don't know one two punch him and then that's it um but but it's interesting because like i i sit there and i i was i guess i was playing that and i was like i guarantee you adam is taking a million pictures of everything that's the first thing he does is just takes a million pictures because you should but ah oh, i don't know not a huge fan not a huge fan of photo modes in general despite being a photographer i don't know not a huge no you're fan. right your, your play style of saving before everything you hack is much better oh yeah wow yeah. incredible dude that's old school is is hacking a lot harder on hard mode because like every single no. hack is just the easiest shit. Yeah. McCoy I think is it just is harder bad on hard think. mode. No. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I'm playing on hard mode yeah, too, McCoy. I know I know you're just suck at it. No, but you have a fucking mouse. Don't even fucking oh. come after me with okay. this. I okay, have to okay. fucking go left, 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 up, 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 swap. Down, 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 right, 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 swap. McCoy, I'm up, playing up, on up. PC too, and I literally came over to your house yesterday and had to do some for you with the controller. <laughs> yes, that was an interesting experience for all of us. Gabe was like straight up like That's like man. a big brother move right there. Of yeah, like it was fucking flex just, on him. just give me the controller, I'll do it. 
Yeah, and I was like, thanks, dude. But you got a really easy seed, though. Because oh, all yeah. mine were, like, crushed into the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, you solved the one puzzle. Uh-huh. You come in here like you're a fucking... But anyways. Um, but I guess what I'm saying, though, is that they definitely needed to give you another resource to start to collect here. Because I feel like you're you're maxed on a lot of stuff. And you realize, like, you know, you, you hit max money. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even know there was a max on money. You hit that. You hit max ammo for, like, everything. And... You know, part of the fun of it is collecting. It's going in those corners and finding stuff that you think will be useful along your journey. So did anyone change their playstyle to try to like just dump out a ton of their ammo or just sort of like get back into conservationist mode? Because for me, I love the limited ammo conservationist mode. And you can do that with this game for a while. But I think it kind of falters a little bit with this section. Actually, to be fair, there is a uh, section where you stand and defend where I burned a lot of my ammo. Uh, so th- it kind of reset it a little bit, but I'm just curious if anyone noticed that hitting the the caps on this was affecting their playstyles, and they just started holding down the you know the trigger and their submachine gun just to, to dump ammo so they could pick it up again, or they started auto hacking things because they had five auto hack tools or anything like that. Maybe if you're playing wrench, you never run out of ammo, dude. That's true. Yeah, are you playing wrench? <laughs> <laughs> that's he shakes of, his head on an audio podcast. That's kind <laughs> of how it is for me as well. Like. I tried for a little while. I was like guilty that I couldn't pick up all the little shiny baubles. And then like after a while, just kind of started ignoring things because like you, you can't spend ammo faster than they give it to you. Um, like if you use one weapon exclusively, you'll eventually run down that weapon, but like not if you're spending money on that ammo type. So like you almost can't run out of ammo for the weapons that are all inferior to the wrench, which is completely free. It's spooky how similar Adam and my playthrough is. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, tell me about the wrench playthrough you've been running through, man. Dude, the wrench is where it's at. It's just the it's best like, It's exactly like Adam said. Just like, just like spamming pictures <laughs> and people will run up to you and you just beat them out of your way. You're just like, no, sit down. Like there's that section where Sandra Cohen sent like a bunch of splicers at you. I literally just stood in exactly one place in the middle of the room. And like, as people approach me just slap and they fall down, slap and they fall down. Like they yep. couldn't do anything. They couldn't touch me. I just stood perfectly still slapping them down. One after the other, I didn't move. I just stood there killing people. So the funny it's also part- great for like any jump scares where like you loot something and spin around and there's a splicer. Just and he like no does something to like scare you and you just yeah. slap him instead. Or <laughs> <laughs> like they start introducing um I thought this is neat. They introduced uh after like one that one long hallway where like three people who look like they're dead stand up and blah 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 ooga, ooga, ooga. Oh yeah, um, that then was scary. Them, then you slap them all with your wrench and those people start showing up again. <laughs> but like you're running around with the wrench the whole time and these people like it takes like a second and a half to stand up and you're like, ah, and they kill them before they can stand up. <laughs> yep. Yes. So hear me out on this. I think we are experienced, or you two with the wrench play style, are experiencing what they intended for this game, which is that people on a second playthrough would just be like, YOLO, let's wrench. Like, this is not something I feel like you initially start on and play in this game, but I feel like they um, just put it in there to be like, dude, check this out. If you want to so, come through this game again, you can do some crazy stuff. So no, because this was my first playthrough too. Around this point, I was so powerful for the wrench that nothing could stop me. You went wrench first playthrough? Yes, because they give you, like, they have that one, like, set of, like, tonics that you can only use to upgrade your wrench, basically. And, like, I got one, the one that was, like, freeze people when you hit them. And I'm like, that looks good. Oh, yeah, that's really And I equipped that and realized that my wrench annihilates everything. And, like, actually, I don't even need the freezing. And I just, like, was wrench man from then on out. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have awesome. not found I the never wrench on that first playthrough to be com- entirely good against uh, Mr. Bubbles. Yes. Oh, B daddies. <laughs> that's Medieval like plasmids. the one. That's like the one enemy that it's not like the solution for. But eh. <laughs> the solution is workarounds versus big daddies seems to be for me at least try and set up a bunch of damage that they're going to run through and then shoot them a bunch and then probably die and respawn and kill them. <laughs> it's a solid strategy. <laughs> they definitely allow you to lean on the respawn mechanic. Like, in fact, if you hit the uh, the alarms, the camera sees you. I realized that if you die, if you just because I was sitting there like fighting off all these turrets and I realized, dude, I should just die. Like if you uh, so. It depends on if you want to play it optimally. I think Elena realized that too. Play by the rules. You should just die. Be easy. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) That was a solid got him. (laughs) What? Um, I don't even. I don't. (laughs) McCoy, would you like to leave? (laughs) Damn, dude! Oh my god! Um, I apologize formally. No, I just, I don't, I actually to this day don't even know what you're talking about, but I, it sounds like a wreck. (laughs) It sounds like a wreck. Um, Cool. So then, okay, cool. Very cool. (laughs) Let's, let's pivot a little bit. You guys ready? I I had a topic that I wanted to bring up around this time. Okay. You hear me? No. Kenny says no. All right. Well, can we actually, can we go back to you invent? Cause I think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right, moving on. No. No, I just I just legitimately I just I just think that it basically is it it feels like a tacked on mechanic that like all games kind of needed a like crafting mode at this time in game development. And so they made one and it just basically has no value in this game i can see the value that they were trying to get out of it i generally agree with you but it is so like you've maxed out on currency around that point um and like you run out of things to spend dollar bills on and they needed to give you like other kinds of currency to care about and the crafting items are the the new currency it's like how in like most mmorpgs like gold becomes like or not as mmos necessarily that's a bad example but like a lot of games money very quickly becomes like dirt and then you need like uh fucking eternity sphincters or whatever to actually have good things or you it's, know i'm sorry what the <laughs> fuck what is that please explain an eternity sphincter yeah sorry there, for those of us uninitiated with whatever the fuck you are up to over there <laughs> there was a really bad game that was like a diablo clone but marvel universe themed and it was just bad in so many ways um socially gameplay wise everything um but the eternity splinters were the things that were like the special currency and one dropped like every half hour or something dumb and uh i was playing with uh, linnea actually at the time because we were trying to find a game that was entertaining to play with each other and um we just started calling them eternity sphincters as a joke um so eternity sphincters it makes as much really sense glad as eternity that, uh that we could have ever understood what you were talking about before explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah, should have just left way, that like, one unexplained. 
Yeah, I was about to say, are you, you going to leave that one just like chilling there? And everyone's going to be like, yeah, dude, I totally get you. That's like when you laugh at a family guy joke and you don't know what it's about. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, ah, I totally get it. <laughs> you all move on. Yeah. yeah. But I, okay. I think so, it's yeah, basically no. an introduction to another kind of currency that you're supposed to care about because <clears throat> they money has become like dirt because of the way things accelerate. Yeah, so and I would tack on that money. that it's also Yeah. Well, yeah, this is interesting, right? Cuz like they, this is a definitely like a game that I could see being really hard to balance. Like in terms of the difference of playstyle between someone who like hoards everything and is very careful with all their ammo and is very scarce mindset versus someone who just wants to like lay on the triggers and just shoot all their bullets. Like at this point in the game after you've played a bunch of hours, I feel like it's totally everyone's you know, anyone's grab bag, whatever. I don't know what that phrase is, but you know, it's, it's, I could see it being really hard to clamp down on it at this point. Just cause like, what are you going to like the difference between those two play styles would be so drastic in terms of what they have right now. Like one person would have 500 pistol shots of every type and the other person would have nothing. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, I could see that being like a tough thing for them to do and thinking to themselves, like, if they didn't do a full reset, which they kind of tried to do with the boss earlier where they take your stuff away or whatever and make you this plasmids, but they give it back to you. You know, like they never just say, how do we, how can we be sure at this stage of the game that we know how much currency you have to make sure you're not totally stranded, but we can also make you still be nervous about it? So, and it's a hard, it's a hard problem to solve, especially like over the course of a, a longer game. Yeah. I wonder why yeah. they made the wrench because like, I think it was clear that they wanted the wrench to become the most powerful because there's so much stuff that just stacks on top of itself, like way more than any other weapon that it eventually just becomes the God weapon. And it, like, it's free. It takes no resources. It sort of removes that concern. It, it also plays into the game's economy, if you will. So like, they made that choice and I'm not exactly sure why it may be kind of like a um, kind of make you feel like you are becoming more like a splicer um, or yeah, I'm not sure anyone have thoughts I feel on like they like really fun? want to like, I, I feel like they kind of just want to constantly call back to like the first instructions Atlas gives you like the one, two punch. I feel like they just want you to keep experimenting with all the different plasmids with that one, two punch that a gun just can't really offer. I don't Although, know. I just find myself constantly calling back to that. I, I to this day, like it, at this point in the level, I'm still doing electro bolt and wrench. Like that is just like the only two things that I'm using throughout this entire playthrough. So, Maybe some of the big daddy assists, but otherwise, like, none of the other plasmids I actually use. Really small, like, suggestion. Um, you could actually just reduce this to the one punch, where you slap them with a wrench and they die. <laughs> but it's not pretty. <laughs> this it's is a fair game. Yeah, light up safe, into all right? different type of colors. <laughs> yeah. I will say, going back to uh, James's earlier point, that's kind of the way you can still, you can deal with the big daddies if you're doing the wrench run is basically, yeah, just the one, two punch of shocking them, yeah. hitting them, shocking them, hitting them, shocking yeah. them, hitting them until they die. And it takes like, I mean, like, I don't know, six or seven hits, but yeah, it's doable. Yeah. That's pretty doable. Are big daddies as scary on the earlier, not the earlier, the lesser difficulties. Cause on my difficulty, they fucking rock my goddamn world. They can be, they have like an interesting, uh, 
I want to say hack where they can just like run in your direction and somehow stun you. Yeah. Even like around corners or completely missing you. Like they're shot. I've experienced it. They're yeah. like, yeah. Or like they'll like charge, miss you, but your character still gets like staggered and stunned. Yeah. And they can just like roll up on you and ruin your day. They just ruin your day. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's nice to know they're threatening on other, cause like, I just know it's like, I'm sitting there and it's like, it takes like, cause you say seven wrench hits and I'm like, Hmm, my most powerful weapon. I probably have to dump like 90 bullets. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like 12 to 24 to 30 plus shotgun shots to down them. And at that same time, they're like chunking me for half health a hit and they're doing those stun things and they run across the room. And so they are truly a foe to be, uh, you know, scared of or whatever. And, and but, but, you know, at the same time, fight a chamber is right? Well, that's so. the beauty of the wrench is that like you don't upgrade the wrench itself, but all the damage just like stacks and like it's exponentially better. Cause like the shock, I think it is like if you shock them and then hit them with a the wrench, I think that's like an automatic like quadruple damage. Hmm. than whatever else plasmids you have and stuff like that. Hmm. So that's why you're able to get like those hits that just do like massive damage. Okay. Yeah. So I would, also, I would okay. say it's a high risk, high reward play style, but honestly the risk isn't even that big. Because the shock is just so awesome. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I If I was Zoe, I would still be using the shock, even if I could just use the wrench, just because it's like you feel protected by that plasmid. You just stop someone. Dude. The stun hey, is chill. huge. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. like, I mean, oh. that's honestly why I use it. Like, and it's kind of similar to like the jump scare thing. Like nothing really scares me anymore because I just see like turn around, just immediately <laughs> right click and you know shock them because I'm just like, nope, not today, not today, Deleted. Satan. <laughs> a lot of problems in your life can be solved with a heavy pipe wrench. With a heavy pipe wrench, yeah, yeah. We do have a sink that was kind of messed <clears throat> up. There you go. Like, in a way, it kind of, like, ruins some of the gameplay, because there's, like, a particular moment in, um, you know, Sander Cohen's little level, which, by the way, Sander Cohen, best video game villain of all time. Oh, Don't so good. Um, but, um, Consider adding like, her. There's a moment, though, where you're in, like, a empty, flooded room, and there's only items, like, in the far corner so you walk over there you grab some nice items and then you turn around and you see these plaster like dancing figures that just have suddenly appeared in the water and i just i didn't even try to approach them i just electro bolted and they all just died because they were in puddles of water and they just fell but so it kind of ruined that kind of jump scare i guess of the figures coming alive and attacking you i was just kind of turned around took one look at him like hmm yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh god the shock and water so good going back to the big daddies silly question but who determined which little sister gets which big daddy because i have to say those earlier level little sisters those those poor girls, they don't have such a powerful big daddy to look after them. So who determines who gets a Rosie versus who gets a bouncer versus who just gets like the big <laughs> dumb. I don't know what that one is yet. <laughs> you ought to play Bioshock 2 to find out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I shit. always heard it was a seniority. <laughs> seniority. <laughs> the yeah, older I little sisters. sisters. <laughs> Wait, oh, James, you don't know what the bouncers are? You no, I know the bouncers. And the rosies. You don't know the rosies? I know the rosies. Okay, oh. so what are you saying you don't You know? can run rings around the rosies. 
Uh, <laughs> oh shit! So we're kicking him Somebody off the bike. podcast. Cut right? his bike. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone rogue. <laughs> Take him out. Yeah, exactly. Oh um, god. No, yeah, I, um, I found that the the shock, like on melee hit or whatever, thing was frustrating at certain points because I like mind controlled a a bouncer and he was right next to me like murdering some fool and the fool hit me and then I aggroed the bouncer with my <laughs> shock and yeah. also at the literal same time I uh I broke some glass and <laughs> activated Dude, the I was alarm. About to say. With, I did the same with shit. the electroshock thing, and uh, and it was bullshit. It was utter bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I, that's my two cents, dude. The amount of like friendly fire, sort of a- accidental aggro that I've done in this game. You guys were watching. It was a fucking nightmare. Like I got the crossbow bolt and I shot at something. I thought that it had like a you know like an arc to it, so I aimed a little above their head, missed, shoot like the you know like window behind them shatters then all these drones come after me and i'm like well this is just solid <laughs> like i was already out of control you know it's a crossbow too because you're like sitting there with one bolt you're like yep i'm gonna get all these guys with one bolt like let's go uh but yeah that that and dude i also aggroed a big daddy by shocking some water and he walked into it and i was like no no no, 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 no stop <laughs> and he like goes red and i'm like man fuck and it was like part of the place where i was like defending you know, from each angle, and I was like nearly overrun, and then I shocked a big daddy. He's like, "Okay, well, fuck me." <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. particular there's a particular part of the game where you are in um, the scientist uh, Dr. Rosenstein's office. Is it Rosenstein? Mm-hmm. <sighs> we I think so. Yeah, but we're we're in her office, and like, there's a whole like you have to survive three waves of splicers, and yep. In the middle of that battle, there's also happens to be a big daddy that's just like bumbling around. So I, of course, like mind control him because I'm going like, I'm going to have allies for this fight. And sure enough, the first thing that happens, Splicer hits me, gets electrocuted, electrocutes the water, electrocutes the big daddy. And I was like, ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They try to reason with him like, hey, man, it was a mistake. I like try to like mind control him like three more times, wasting my plasmas. I'm like, oh. Like that doesn't work on you. I'm panicking. <laughs> yep. Yep. God. So I was trying to use the cyclone trap like all day long, every like everywhere. Just got thought it was awesome. But the downsides of the cyclone crap, I'll tell you right now. Step one, uh, they make a fuck ton of noise and it's really annoying and they don't go away. So if if a flasher doesn't step on it, every time you backtrack through that area, you just hear like as loud as possible it's the fucking worst yo i don't have a cyclone trap either you you can buy it from oh i just i just haven't bought any things that's a bold move yeah james try (laughs) buying things uh no sorry i mean like like i haven't bought any plasmids i bought like plasmid like slots and health and eve upgrades (laughs) and that's it sorry did you you say you didn't buy any plasmids, but you bought plasmid slots. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, give you some like, for free, and they give you all the good ones for free, like electric shock. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I have I have plasmids for all of my slots. I just I just haven't bought any extra plasmid. Like, is there something that I'm missing that's like ridiculously overpowered, or should I just? I mean, there are like upgraded Honestly. versions of like lightning bolt incinerate, but 
Honestly, not really. Right, 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 right. I was gonna say. I like, assumed I, I would just like get those for free. Eve upgrades aren't actually all that worth it, at least at the beginning. Like usually. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Plasmid slots and just kind of get random plasmids. Like I think at this point, like I've unlocked all plasmid slots, but really I just use Electrobolt, Big Daddy Mind Control, and incinerate solely just to melt ice and then telekinesis right. solely just to get items from like on ledges and such dude telekinesis oh, that, like you said can, before oh my god oh, yeah. you can do that oh yeah oh, you can do that fuck oh yeah. that's how you get all those items i was looking at and like how the fuck do i get over there <laughs> james has had a coming of age moment <laughs> i know he's like oh my god I, I, oh God. Yeah, I, I, here's what I would say, James. It's not that you've missed any overpowered plasmids, but what you have missed is the opportunity to try cool shit. And I think yeah. that's always worth the, cur- the currency in these sorts of games. It's just like, yo, give me bees. I want to see that shit. Yo, give me ice blocks. Oh, I was give seriously considering tornado. bees. It sucks. Don't fucking get bees. They <laughs> aggro fucking big daddies. It's not worth it. Do not do it. Abort. Run. So, one thing Good thing Elena's not here to hear you say that. Yeah. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Elena's like, get the bees. And I was like, Elena, I don't think I should get the bees. And she was like, get the bees. What did James say earlier about Elena? <laughs> she wants did. you to die. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to kill you with bees. She's going to kill me with bees. Oh, God. So, like, one thing I'm curious, because I think at the end of last episode, we all kind of announced whether we were saving or killing little sisters. And, Adam, I think you are the sole person who is killing mm-hmm. all of the little sisters. Is mm-hmm. anyone else? What happens? Anyone? What happens when you get to the the end point? Like, so where we stopped, where I stopped was right after killing Ryan and there's a cutscene. Right, but there's a cutscene and then you're like deposited in a nursery for little sisters. So what, is that what, just what, empty for you, Adam? Uh yeah. no, they're there. Um there's a number of them that are ordinary regular girls, but they, they always hey it's like, like who is this guy? He's mean. Don't get close to him. And they just like, oh. and, and Doctor Tenenbaum. Because you've like, been murdering their sisters. Yeah, and Doctor Tenenbaum's like still totally like, eh, yeah, whatever, fine, I guess. Like, I'll, I'll, like she doesn't really remark on it, and the little sisters are just like, <laughs> he's mean. Like that's it. And so and you're like, look at all this plasma currency I have. Because <laughs> well, like, infanticide question. is slightly rude. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> frowned upon, particularly in games. Like. It, it's oh yeah, true. Something people rarely touch on in games for yeah, very good making, reason. You know, oblivion and stuff. Everything's all the kids are invincible. You know, like right. they could basically. Oh god, there's a great mod where you just have an army of children just fight people because they can't die. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I did accidentally harvest one though, and I had to load because oh, it's no. the same button as reload. And so I'm fighting this dude, and then I go up next to like a one of those uh, stores, and the same button to like hack them is reload as well so i'm trying to reload my gun i hack this thing on accident stop back out of that kill this person then go to reload and just pick this little sister up who'd walk by my feet just snap her neck drink her blood and oh then my like, what god what the fuck is happening stop stop please and then it's stop. like auto saved delete all your <laughs> <Yeah>. files <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like this comedic like just series of events of like i don't think anything i just pressed in the last like minute was what i intended to do <laughs> yeah 
yeah anyways notably are, are you guys feeling like pressed for plasma like adam or whatever plasma I was gonna, so that was gonna be my point like i don't feel all that pressed for like adam at all like in fact i've at this point have <laughs> unlocked most of the slots so like is having more Adam all that important? Let's just call it... I think one is enough. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Let's just call it the red currency. How if we had sense? a lot more Adams, we'd be playing some weird fucking games all the time. I know. <laughs> dude, I've been thinking this whole time about how do we make a joke about Adam related to that, and dude, th- you guys got there. And I appreciate <laughs> so much. <laughs> but, okay, so... So, yes. <laughs> so the like, upgrades, right? No, I, not I don't think they're necessarily super worth it, right? Wait, Adam, if you find a girl named Eve, is she just your soulmate now? I I don't think that's, that's at all how that works. <laughs> but what if it was? <laughs> you, you haven't found a girl named Eve yet, though. Yeah. yeah. Have you? I, I have. Remember Evelyn from, from college? That's not well, hold Eve, on. That's, that's Evelyn. Evelyn. That's, that's Evelyn. just like that's so funny. No, that is not like what weird, fuck you. That's not Calfield, though. That's the way they fucking make video game like villains and shit like that. They call him like Evelyn and then they're like, aha, it's actually Eve from the story. And you're like, dude, that was like a sledgehammer you sent me over there. Could you be a little more subtle? Andrew Ryan. Definitely not Ayn Rand. Andrew Ryan. Exactly. So it's all those currencies, those upgrade currencies are all about like if you want to have more before you have to like inject yourself, because other than that, like they don't actually give you more of the like resource because you have a limited amount of like, you know, the stabs. So it's the same thing with like the health. It's like, do you want to like not die faster? But other than that, it's not going to give you more like health in reserve. You know, it's not like they give you an extra like syringe you can have or something like that when you upgrade them. So it's like just the health like, pool I, doesn't super matter that much. Like it does get bigger and that is like technically beneficial, but like your choices are between things that kind of hurt you, but really don't. And things that bring you down to your, you're about to die threshold instantly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they play that sound effect too. Yeah. And they give you that, like, I don't know how long it's like three or four seconds to press plenty the of first time. aid key and to then you're back to full and like poof. So your, your health bar is actually just nine. Hey, can somebody answer that phone? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Actually, he didn't answer it, but I think that would have been funnier. But uh, no, don't do <laughs> answer it. They're still yeah, talking. Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Your health pool is basically, though, just, just not. It, it's You have nine hearts. <laughs> nine? Oh yeah, okay, okay, nine it. is your first aid kit limit. Yeah. And you have infinity money, so every time you visit a circus value, you can just poof right back to nine a circus about <laughs> circus about oh my god bang 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 okay i didn't get that one did anyone get that no i've no, never heard that one no, that one's novel and new but, isn't uh, that the noise that they make they make various obnoxious noises yeah they do oh god do you are you guys getting any puzzles like hacking puzzles that are unsolvable or like no. not unsolvable but like so fast like i've had a, a ton where you have to change the first tile to a different direction else you lose yes like yeah. i've had yeah. those but other than that then i just beat them okay well yeah. this I is just cool kind of my whole play <laughs> style was just always carry six auto hackers and just only use the u invents 
to make more auto hackers and just therefore nice. never do a single like, Yo, puzzle. <laughs> that's a, that's quickly that. becoming my playthrough. Yeah, I respect I, that. Unless it's, it's unless it's a green hack where it, it's just like super easy, I'm like, fuck it, auto hack this shit. I don't care anymore. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of important. Like I feel like they just really overuse the pipe puzzles way too much. And I find it actually kind of hilarious, like you kind of think about like video games in real life, and I just love the idea of being in a firefight, running up to a turret, and then just be like, "Okay, guys, hold on one second, I'm gonna pass the straight pipe here, curved pipe yep. here. Don't shoot, guys. You know, like I was doing a pipe puzzle one time with like one of the splicers, like yelling up, like yelling their, you know." typical npc lines at me as i'm doing my pipe puzzle i'm just like you look delicious to eat <laughs> and I'm like yes Yo. yes sir i yeah. know hold I know. on just gotta hold do this on. puzzle first <laughs> i do love when it pauses the world for stuff though because it also does that for the little sisters when you harvest or save them so there's like one where i was like right in the middle of a camera and it's like looking at me and it's like making that noise of like one second later it's about the alarm's about to go off and i'm just like doing this whole like long routine of like no no no, you know, just all this other thing. No. And I'm just like, no, and like, no, meanwhile, no. like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna clip that. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> no, but like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like planning my escape. Like, how can I bunny hop out of this camera after this like cutscene ends? And uh, it's spoilers. I couldn't do it. Um, I went straight into a wall and just started. <laughs> yeah, Keenan was like, dude, honestly, this is this is embarrassing. <laughs> like. Yeah, you have an interesting playstyle, dude. Well, it, it was it was very different to play with people watching me versus like previously when I, just Elena and I had played. So we played Elena and I for the first section and some of the second section, and then I also played with Keenan and Gabe watching me and Elena like some of the section section. You had performance anxiety. Totally, man. No, but I but like it it wasn't really that. It was more just like my playstyle it was not conducive to the running gun excitement that you guys were looking for, especially cuz Gabe's playing the wrench strat where he's like, "Dude, you just hit that guy with the wrench, you would die." And I'm like <laughs> creeping up on him with my fucking pistol sniper like trying to get a perfect headshot and shit and he's just like, "Dude, what do you do? Just hit that guy." Yeah, no, the pistol like, becomes very quickly worthless. Oh no, it's headshots are amazing. That's what it's for. It's headshots it's, are amazing. Anti-personal rounds, anti-personal rounds, headshots. Anti-personal I'm, I'm telling Personnel. you, you can just use a wrench and hit them anywhere and it's more effective. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that may like, be true. Don't don't stomp I, on McCoy's fun, okay? Yeah, you're allowed to have fun in your own way. It's just a suboptimal yeah, way. Don't hit my my strategy with a wrench would you <laughs> it'll just fall Fuck. over but yeah no it, it's it's uh it was interesting to watch like because it's just like a different style like when you have a bunch of people and they have like all these different ideas of like what you should be doing and you're like well no i'm taking it super slow i save before i be safe i you know like hack everyone you know what i mean to save every currency i'm maxed on everything i'm confused what i'm gonna do with any of this <laughs> you know that sort of stuff but uh i feel like i'm okay. playing kind of like mccoy's playthrough but fast and loose um <laughs> so not mccoy at all <laughs> right like so like i'm doing all the things that he's doing except for saving like i don't give a shit about save scum like i'm just like if i fuck up a hack i lose some health i pop a health boat like thingo and i'm right back in thank you like no, fuck i that. just don't i just don't care enough 
to about like preserving my health like and i figure like i'll probably just either get more health packs or i'll just die a shitload until i kill whatever i'm trying to kill so transitioning a little bit from the gameplay side to the narrative side one thing that's kind of fun is how they like began hinting at your relationship with ryan very early uh and how they continue mm-hmm. to use it to, in, in a number of ways that like so the reason why the revive things work for you and only for you uh is that you know it's coded to your genetic key or whatever um, really yeah there's like a there's a um tape by dr suchong hanging out somewhere that's like oh i probably uh, ignored that one the Vita Chamber is, you know, you know, this new experimental thing, you know, immortality, whatever, whatever. Just for the prototypes, it's coded to only work for, uh, to, for Ryan's genetic key. But, you know, there was that one thing earlier in the fisheries that's like, yeah, the, the keys are, like, pretty loose. They hit anyone nearby. So, like, the reason why you're able to use the bathyspheres, despite the fact that the city is locked down, is because you're related to Ryan. Um, that was, I think, the earliest they hinted at the fact that you might be related to Ryan. Um, but they continue to use that as like a why you are able to do these things and break down that little bit of little narrative dissonance, which is neat. Hey, he used yeah. the words. He used <laughs> the words. <laughs> yeah, where's the Ludo dissonance gone? Ludo narrative. Oh my god! Dissonance. No, I don't want to edit that. Untake <laughs> it. Unsay it. <laughs> you can edit that out. Ha ha. Dissonance. Um. Actually, yeah, so like I think so, this is when we can kind of start talking about the big reveal, though, of you know, would you kindly? And yeah, could you kindly explain that for me? <laughs> yes, uh, let's indeed. let's actually hear everything that you experienced because you're the first fresh face, James. So tell us how you felt. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the story was kind of. I don't know. It was fun, but not all that engaging to me. Um, Pretty much right up until I met Ryan and he was like, you're my greatest disappointment. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm (laughs) your son and I'm bored by that. I play games to escape reality. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Oof>. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Rough stuff. Do you, here's just like a, a rapid fire from the hip question, James. Do you think you would have yeah. enjoyed the story more if you had listened to a single audio log? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, I mean, so I started listening saving. to audio logs like maybe two thirds of the way through the first week. Um,. And then now I've listened to most of the audio logs since then, not all of them, but most of them. Um, and like, they are good. Like all of the audio logs are legitimately like well-written, very interesting add-ons to the story, but the story itself up until meeting Ryan is fundamentally not that interesting. It's like, you are the convenient hero who is helping the down on his luck revolutionary try and save his family 
who then all is murdered. And so you're like, I don't know, getting revenge. <clears throat> and that's not, I mean, it's, it's like, it's fine, but it's not, it's not revolutionary. It's not all that interesting. Like the splicers, like the fact that they exist and like how they became a thing is interesting. It's weird. It's, and totally fucked up. Um, the little sisters, big daddy thing is like weird and totally fucked up and interesting, but like what you actually are and what you're doing is not that interesting. Um, Andrew and Spencer all coming up. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what happened? Dude, yeah, friends coming so, over, man. Don't yeah, Dan, yeah. Andrew, and Spencer are all coming over, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll be there soon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dude. Yeah, you guys, like, dude, just come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. hang out. So We're going to take the bunnies say... outside and chill. No, yeah, so, I mean, I just, like, I, I, just, I was, like, engaged, but I wasn't, like, stoked about the story. And then I met Ryan, and he was playing golf and i was like all right yeah let's watch this fucking whatever and then he started explaining what the fuck was happening and i was like oh 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 that's kind of cool that throws a wrench into this story oh my god nice callback <laughs> 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 Okay. And um yeah, so I mean, it was fun. It was it was fun to discover that like you were being played by the uh by your your uh your friend Atlas, who's definitely not a reference to Atlas shrugged. Um You can't see me right now, but I'm shrugging. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh Adam shrugged. Um and uh and then it turns out he's just like the the rival of Ryan this whole time. He was also Su Chong, right? Uh no. There's theories that also Su Chong lap saying Su Chong, I... like what the fuck? Like it's a kind of tea. What? Why'd they name that guy Su Chong? <laughs> no, lap saying Su Chong is a kind of tea. Oh, you're thinking of green tea? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Do you do you not know? Oh my god. We're okay. in culture so, twine schemes. I'm yeah, an American. Right. I drink coffee. Yeah. Also, Jesus. my my mother and brother are like literal tea nerds, so whatever. Ah. Uh, hmm. Lapsing Suchong is a kind of tea. This yo, person is named after is this, tea. Uh, okay. Isn't this who wants to be a millionaire? Can't you just like call them and then like get the, the text them, you know? Right. I mean, like e- email the developers and ask them if they name Su Chong after a type of tea. <laughs> they did. I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need to ask. I, I know. No, just waste their time with that. Right. <laughs> like make sure that they're still answering queries for Bioshock like 10 years later. Just like, God damn it. Let it stop. I mean, people are still like releasing. Well, okay. So this actually is a great way to segue into just like the overall impact that this has on just the gaming sphere in general. Cause I think the would you kindly reveal 
is probably or arguably and I would tend to agree one of like the biggest meta twists in video games that I and it's like one of the biggest reveals that video games have had to offer in and I think it's almost unparalleled in some ways it's kind of meta just in the sense of like would you kindly is all about you feeling like you have choice and in reality you have no choice and as the player you are kind of just following atlas's commands because that's the only way to actually progress in the game you actually have no choice to go against atlas's orders yeah that's what i thought was so cool is that like the way you progress the game is by doing the thing that atlas tells you to do yeah and you realize it's like this this trigger word the would you kindly and would you kindly in itself has just been so influential like media today is still using that phrase like there there's always a callback heck i think there's a black mirror episode i think that references would you kindly really so, that's like, pretty sick yeah like it's a very big pivotal moment in gaming and i'm tr like when i was playing i was trying to think back like do you guys ever like wish that you could just experience a game you've already played again like fresh for the Absolutely. first time again like oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that's how oh, i feel yeah. with bioshock just because i remember explicitly playing bioshock and having that reveal and just being like whoa fuck that's so cool and i play it like for the third time and i'm like nah yeah i knew <laughs> all along but like <laughs> you were dropping hints the whole time and i totally read them this third time through <laughs> exactly now i've actually analyzed all of the audio logs and now i get all the little hints and all of the little <laughs> All the little, uh, so what can I do to make Easter my eggs? playthrough less satisfying for you? <laughs> so, um, God, for real, right? <laughs> so, I like, uh, whatever, like, <laughs> go, go ahead, Adam. Um, sorry, I was a little bit distracted. Uh, I was watching a speed play of this, and anyway, it gets bonkers and you get telekinesis, by the way. So, um, I kind of feel like as far as the would you kindly drop, like it is not the best, well, like the best incarnation of this sort of thing that I've seen. Because in my opinion, these things are most effective when you do look back at what you've seen and say, oh shit, this was being alluded to the whole time. But me on my second playthrough, I was you know, ready for it, looking for it. And it's kind of like, honestly, they aren't really dropping this hint especially well. The only kind of hint that you have that you are special is the, um, like you being Ryan's son or whatever, um, sharing Ryan's gen genetic material, I guess. Um, but that's not like related to that, especially until later. Um, the would you kindly lines, like he tells you to would you kindly do a bunch of things and that's kind but of like, cool, but yeah. it's never, it's did you notice it? It's grammatically accurate. It's like, would you kindly is just a thing that people say in that context. Like for and every, for everything that like, I never noticed that it was out of an out of context thing for Atlas to say. And he didn't say it all, like he didn't say it all the time. Like it, it wasn't like every time he 
gave you an objective. He just kind of said it at random here and there. Like, would you kindly pick up the radio is the very first time he like really talks to you. And that's like a, you do it then have to immediately do that. But a lot of times he's just like, would you kindly not die? And it's like, I mean, I guess I was going to do that anyways. And like, okay, you need to go kill this person. And then you do. But like, he never said, would you kindly there? So like, no, he does. Would you kindly go up to Andrew Ryan's office and kill that son of a bitch? Right. He does it in some cases, but it is, in- it, it, it is inconsistent when he is assigning goals. Like, did you notice uh, at the very beginning of the game, like when you're still on the plane and you look down at the present, did you notice it says, would you kindly on it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's like only a think, second playthrough thing. And I think that's I super going back didn't to notice like that. Adam's point. I think it's like, it, I think it's another just kind of balance issue to not spoil the reveal. Because I think if Atlas literally said, would you kindly at the beginning of every single command he gave you, even though that's technically like part of the story, I feel like that's something a game, like a player could easily catch on to and be like, why does he keep saying this? Right. Like and it would definitely be obnoxious. And right. But it doesn't have to be every time. It just has to be every time he is giving you a direct, like this is now your objective command. Um, because you know he talks to you other times, but yeah, yeah I, just, I thought they did a fair, fairly good job at that. I guess I didn't really notice that as much. Yeah, and it, it may be that I'm being overly harsh here. It was a cool reveal. Uh, just on the second playthrough, I'm realizing that like it could have been done a little bit better. Where like me, I'm looking back at it and I'm like, I guess that was alluded to. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Adam. I I did it notice wasn't. on my second was, playthrough too that he doesn't say it all that often, as much as you would think for it being like the like command. Yeah, the command. Yeah. That being said, though, like I, it just like depends on I think what type of reveal you want. Like, do you want a reveal where they felt like it was kind of on the tip of their tongue in a brain's perspective? Like, oh, interesting. I was kind of onto that. Or do you want it to truly blindside? And I think this was one of those where it's not truly blindside, but you're not supposed to be onto this. You're supposed to be like, what the fuck just happened? They're supposed to flip the world upside down and not be like, ah, yes. It turns out that in my notes, I have a diagram that leads to this, but I just didn't have the last piece. It's like, no, you had no fucking idea. Well, At least like for the me. Best, the best also, reveals are the ones where it's, you get both of those. Like in the Knights of the Old Republic games. Oh, um, I was thinking of that too. Yeah, that's an incredible reveal because it oh, was alluded God. to. And like, if you look back at it, it's like, oh shit, this is right in front of me the entire time. Um, but like, you, everyone gets blindsided by it. God, that so reveal the main was thing, fucking amazing. The Anyways. main thing that bothered me about the reveal in this game was that atlas transforms from your ally to a james bond villain (laughs) instantaneously it's like 100 percent new person is talking to you and um how the drawl just disappears all of a sudden (laughs) it's like it's like boom right and then even swaps out the audio face just to give yeah. it the extra punch. <laughs> just in case right. someone wasn't paying attention to the audio but like, logs. You know? yes. But like he instantly becomes like ultra douche, but also <laughs> also like just like laughing at you for 
being his tool, while you still haven't lost your value to him as a tool. And then he tries like, to kill you. It, yeah, but like uh, kind of half-heartedly tries to kill you. <laughs> it's like he's just really not doing a good job at like being a, a villain. Like I feel I feel like he could have he could have thought through that. Do better. any villains ever do a good, good, good Oh job? yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like it's it's like you just just think about it a little bit and it's like, you know, when when you have killed your arch enemy, don't villain laugh. <laughs> you know? Don't yeah, monologues. Exactly. Like, don't, no monologues. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that's like, what you mean by James Bond villain. I get it. I get it. He sits there and just says, and goes like, "Well, Mr. Bond, he's like, here's how oh, I'm going to oh, kill oh. you." It's like it's if Gabe laughed right now, it would be like the ideal like exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> oh <my God>, it's, <laughs> Jesus. It's like good reference. It's it's just like you you just <laughs> He's like, all right, I killed, I, I got my, my mindless drone that I can control with this one, you know, phrase to kill Ryan. And Ryan kind of revealed it to him. Shit. You know. So why whoopsies. did Ryan decide to just commit suicide by, by Wrenchman? Like, why did that happen? Does anyone understand Ryan's motivation behind that? Well, his city is already like overrun with zombies. Um, that didn't so, seem to concern like, him. Though. Being being Lord of the Splicers is not all that valuable. Well, like I mean, just all he really, really has is like, yeah. mini golf. All, on all the he up and has up. is mini golf. Yeah, yeah. Right? But what more do you need? Yeah, seriously, I mean, that's that was true. His, Actually, that was have his you guys seen state, the TV his... show Holy Moly? Because Jesus Christ, you guys better watch that show. Wow, I thought you were gonna go with Holy Moly. Isn't that again. the one with the dude from the Warriors? Yeah, hosts it. Yeah, yeah. Really? He doesn't what? host it. No. Yeah, Stephen Curry is is not the host of the show. He just shows up in every episode, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a show making fun of Ninja Warrior, but it's about mini golf. That's just what? the whole show. It's amazing. Go watch. I'm in 100. percent I already <laughs> love this. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, so now that I've explained that show, all all Andrew Ryan has is like one putting practice hole. Like, well, and he's stuck underneath the ocean. Like, he cannot play golf. He's practicing <laughs> for nothing. Right wow. Now. wow. So like they don't have spaces big enough for golf. Like this is his actual state, but like he professes it's like, you know, raptures on the up and up, like rapture will be fine. You know, this is just a small growing pain. Everything's going to be fine. Like that appears to be his actual like belief. And maybe he just suddenly realizes now that an assassin has finally gotten to the point where they might succeed, except he has the option to have them not succeed. He can just say, would you kindly fucking kill that loser instead? And then you go do it. Like, <laughs> we're going to anyways. Kindly he not kill me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, but ki- would you kindly kill him, though? 
Uh, would you kindly fuck off? Actually, <laughs> this is preferred. <laughs> Alternative Bioshock. <laughs> would you just kindly fuck off, please? Yeah, would <laughs> your character just like, turns around and walks away. Yeah, would you kindly start contributing to the society I'm trying to build just like a little bit? Like open up a shop for something? <laughs> like, <laughs> please, the world needs capitalism for some reason. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. He's got a lot of real estate down there, though. How much do you think that's worth? A lot of money. Uh, like 30 there's a lot bucks. of water damage. There's a lot of water <laughs> damage. Yeah, I think yeah, this might be considered a toxic asset due to the actual toxins. Yeah. I think he's got to write it off as a loss. Yeah, oof. It'd be hard to, like, raise that one and rebuild it. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A lot um, of covered walkways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually something in the remastered version that I think is really cool. Is that they do a really good job of showing the city, like when you walk around. I know they do that in the original version too, but they like spruced it up and it looks prettier. So that Honestly, nice. I've almost never looked outside the covered walkways as I'm walking through. Dude, so I'm just... feeling like James is walking through this game and missing every like everything that's the point of this game. Yes, I think I, it's like I... that is like the thing with Bioshock, though. It is such a like the Bioshock franchise is such an intricate game and in that you need to go searching for elements of the story to get a full grasp on what's going on. And you need to pay attention to very intricate details. Um, and, you know, I, I've like, I just know because I watch playthroughs of people going through Infinite and like the people who just kind of like blast through Infinite, like not even searching for any loot they get to the end and they're like wait what this makes no sense and i'm like no 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 like you just had to pick up all of the audio logs and then it would make sense <laughs> like this game is very rewarding for for the curious in that you know the more you explore and the more you pay attention to the, your surroundings and environment and the more you listen to the audio logs the more that the story will actually make sense to you which, I mean, some people would argue, you know, because you can't get a full grasp of the game on the surface level, it's not worth it. But I think that's kind of cool that they reward the more patient and more, I guess, like, detail-oriented gamer for this franchise. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's pretty rad. And especially if you compare that to, like, we had discussions about this previously, but just about how, like, we all have a little bit less attention spans these days, etc. Like this was, if you're going to say released in a different time, it was released in a different time where people had more attention spans, a little more attention to detail and perhaps a little bit less gunplay skills. And this game totally plays into all of that. It gives you all these crazy plasmids and you can hack things and you can do what Zoe was doing, which apparently is just make the entire environment fight the other half of the environment uh, and never do anything. And like all of that supports this idea of like, this can be a game that you don't have to be like a hardcore gamer to really just soak it in and enjoy. And it will definitely like support you in that and will help you in that. And there's a lot to find. So that's, that's rad. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's really cool. And it, it makes me kind of sad that these types of games are harder for us to enjoy these days. Like, I know we're all doing second playthroughs or whatever, but I actually, like, would hate to break it to y'all, but if this was our first playthrough, I bet you we would be more similar to what James is experiencing just because of our habits and stuff in games. And that is so sad to hear because this is a game that 
I know I had a first experience where I went through it slow and experienced it uh, for what it was and dug deep and I fucking loved it. And to know that that this game could come out today and essentially, I guess, not hold up despite being the same quality, but because I couldn't dive into it in the right way. So therefore, like, I wouldn't think it's as good. It's an interesting thing. Um, so, so I don't know, but I just, I would hate to see... Like, is this one of those games that if you missed it back then, you've essentially missed it because nobody plays games like that anymore and no one has that sort of patience? I don't feel like that's no one. Yeah. Also, other people aren't on a podcast schedule. Yeah. It just depends on what type of gamer you are. Yeah, even outside the podcast. Also, I'm a shitty human being. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James. We already knew that, James. I didn't mean to direct this at you. I mean to say that you are a good example of, I feel like, you, like the rest of us, have also gone in that trajectory. I mean, yeah, I agree, though. Podcast schedule definitely does change that. Um, I think that's also some of the beauty of the game is that you can play it in different styles. So it is it is kind of like almost sandbox-esque in how you play through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do, you know, run around guns blazing. You can do kind of a stealth approach. You can use plasmids and feel like a mage or something. You can go Zoe's route and play Puppet Master. Uh, <laughs> and you can also go through and explore everything and find every collectible or every... Um, audio log and learn the every every little bit of backstory you can or you can kind of just you know run through the game and be like what's going on here this is pretty weird and then be like oh hey this guy is kind of an asshole could you fuck him up and you're like of course i'm like right yeah then you <laughs> i get was to the gonna end. do that anyways yeah and then you get to the end and he's like haha psych i actually made you do that and you're like what oh no and you're like no, you didn't. <laughs> that's the end of i don't know dialogue. it sounded pretty reasonable at the time though yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. It, it, yeah, it, that stuff is really cool for sure. I just think that like, actually, you know, I kind of get behind what James is saying in, in terms of like when I was playing this originally, because that's what I'm trying to think of in my mind's eye. It's like less this playthrough, but more when I was like first going through it. The story was good. It was interesting. I was compelled by it, but it was really the atmosphere that got me the mm. first time around. It was like, holy shit, this is a cool place to be. So I actually, I watched a brief part of one of the director's commentary videos oh cool um and it that was like from the ground up when they were building the game that was one of the huge uh parts they put into the game they wanted to emphasize the atmosphere and the environment and they want to do a lot of like environmental storytelling and really just get the feel for this place they're saying that in uh system shock which was the first series they did which Bioshock is like the spiritual successor to System Shock. Hmm. They said that they didn't really focus on that as much and they would have liked to. Hmm. So when they started this game and this series, really, that's what they poured a lot of love into was the environment. Which actually, I feel like for this series is kind of like the double-edged sword, not for Bioshock, but for the rest of them. Because for instance, when I was in Connecticut, I went to a random GameStop and I bought this uh, the Bioshock collection. And I was asking the guy behind the counter, like, yo like have you played these he's like oh my god i loved bioshock one and two and i love like, fortnite yeah <laughs> nobody's like i love these games man he's like but i never played infinite and i'm like why dude it's so beautiful and he's like oh no i could never leave rapture like they did such a good job with rapture that he was not willing to even nerd. go to another place do you know what i mean keep shaking your head you don't agree I with that i love club yeah oh me too dude i was gonna say he's missing out i i was gonna uh. <laughs> they just built on it that's all i don't know 
Yeah, I love Columbia too. But I, I all I'm trying to highlight is that he literally loved Rapture so much that he was unwilling. He was like, no game could possibly be as good as Rapture. And I was like, by the way, there's a sunken whatever DLC. You should try that shit out. And he's like, oh, cool, cool. But, uh, you know, that ship had sailed. But, yeah, I don't know. I so mean, that's just honestly, going back. the bathosphere had sunk. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Take that. But Columbia but yes. was fun, but it's not as not nearly as good as Rapture. I think they both have their own strengths and weaknesses like the i think what makes rapture for me is just the i i I think a large part of it just has to do with the abandonment feel and the splicers Mm -hmm. whereas columbia you're fighting more like it's more like open well first of all it's definitely more open air it's in the literal sky but like you know you're fighting like authority so, like, I guess, like, the fighting in Infinite is just kind of less fearful because you're like, oh, I'm just fighting the police. Fuck the police. And just like, like Adam on the day-to-day. When, <laughs> when <laughs> <laughs> yeah, riding his bike. It's the equivalent <laughs> of riding a zip line. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, was both. actually the inspiration for that game. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. both, both worlds have their, I, I think both worlds have their own strengths and I guess, like, uh, their own, I don't want to say, like, downfalls, but, like, there, there's there's things lacking in both worlds. But, like, I think it's hard to compare the two and say if you really love one over, over the other. I I love, I mean, as you could clearly tell, I love this franchise. I'm yes. quite, it's, it's honestly my favorite franchise in all of video games. And so, like, it's hard for me to pick a game maybe besides Bioshock 2 that like you know to say that I like the most out of you know out of the franchise yeah I was about to say gun to your head risk of rain like that no but like (laughs) I thought risk of rain was your favorite (laughs) franchise <laughs> you, you guys wouldn't want it to be my favorite franchise because I just steal everything from you guys. You'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So wait, sorry. So just even though you said you literally would be hard pressed to do it, let's say we hard pressed you. Your tier list of Bioshock games from top to bottom. Go and why is Bioshock Two at the top? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, 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 like, our, wait, well, have you actually played all, Bioshock Two? Who here has played Bioshock Two? <laughs> I haven't. Gabe has. I, have I, have, I actually oh, don't remember it, though. Oh, cool. Like, I've heard it's, like, so forgettable, so I just haven't bothered. So I haven't what I'm played it. That's what I'm saying. Dude, so, she loves this franchise. She hasn't even played this. How is that even possible? How do you sleep But I've played all the DLCs. <laughs> for, okay. So, okay. For so Bioshock 2, um, <laughs> the way I would sum Bioshock 2 up, uh, Bioshock 2 also takes place in Rapture, and, like, the big kind of selling point is that you get to play as, as a big daddy. So instead of a wrench, you have a big fucking drill. Um... Nice. Which has ammo, regrettably. And, what? Um, wow, fuck that. Because yep. it's like powered by oil or fuel or whatever. Uh, in any case, like I think they powered dramatically... Powered by fucking tears of your enemies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, why can't you just I pick up a wrench and use that thing? It's powered by wrenches. <laughs> yeah. <That makes> sense. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a sick so, currency. You're just killing people with wrenches. You just slot that into your... Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, shooting wrenches at people? <laughs> this is the wrench gun. What is this? Enter the gungeon? Yep. So, oh, that game. um... Uh, the thing is, like, Bioshock 2, I think, greatly improves the gameplay, like, the moment-to-moment running around shooting things uh, from Bioshock. Uh, but, like, Rapture's story has kind of been played out, and, like, you know, the the narrative of Rapture is interesting, but 
it's not really even at the forefront. It's really more the environmental storytelling and like the, the setting. The setting is what you play Bioshock for, and you've already been there. So like they have a narrative, but it isn't as interesting because it's not as like uh, maybe as relevant or as, as well told. Um, the environment, you've already kind of seen it, so there's not a ton there. Um, the gameplay is improved, but again, that's not really the strong suit of the Bioshock series. So yeah, it's kind of forgettable because it's just another shooter, really. That said, though, when they revisit Rapture for the Burial burial at Sea DLC, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. I, yeah, that should have been Bioshock 2. Yeah, just honestly, that. Honestly, that, that honestly should have been Bioshock what is, 2. What is the Burial at Sea DLC for the people that haven't? Uh, burial at Sea, you need to play <laughs> oh, <damn>. after. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Just kidding. Damn. I'm a Jesus. fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm no, it's it's what you play man. after after you complete Infinite. It's technically like the sequel, I guess, to Infinite. Okay. That you need to play. Um, highly recommend it if you finish I, Infinite. I haven't finished Infinite. Oh well, you'll definitely need to to get to that. Wow. Okay. And you'll have well. to listen to an audio log for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and look out a fucking window. <laughs> but as we're just like, well, that's a deal breaker right dude there. actually that was Jesus something that gabe said it was so hilarious like we were playing and like that uh, one of the it was uh cohen was just like he was ranting he's giving a monologue and i just look up because up there's like this crazy window that opens out into rapture and he's like what are you doing and i'm like i'm looking at the world i'm looking at the world game and he's like where's your branch where's your camera like <laughs> suboptimal yeah so wait can we not let someone from this which is a better bioshock in your eyes I know it's hard, but like, do it. Is it one or is it three? Audio mixing infinite wins. <laughs> so true. What the fuck? Dude, guys, I should actually throw. I have my 360 in the closet. I was thinking about turning it on just to hear if it's different. I have to do it. I have to fucking do it. It is. It's it's fundamental. Like, I have not had an issue with the audio mixing and I'm playing the Steam version of the original fucking game. Like, hmm. Like occasionally, occasionally splicers are too loud in the wrong direction. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. My my favorite part was when I was uh, I was rescuing a little sister, only to like in the middle of the animation of me saving her, just hear the splicer go like, "This steak is too (laughs) dry." You know what I just I just discovered that I also own Bioshock Remastered, and I just didn't fucking install it. (laughs) I love that. Yep. Dude, I'm so glad. Oh my god. We need so to I'm, I'm really on happy that, that I'm but playing the bullet, I mean, you dodged the one. same machine gun noise playing over and over again, <laughs> despite the fact that you're literally in a different bath. Like, Dude, no, but you deal. dodged hitting. Actually, this this one quirk might have been in the original game, but hitting a suitcase just subtly <laughs> while you're trying to sneak and it just being like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking worse. <laughs> Wait, really? Like. Like that's it's, honestly it's really a thing. bad in the remastered version. It's James, fucking terrible. Dude, this game that's, sucks. That's sad. It's the best that's, game ever. <laughs> that's that's fundamentally like I haven't had a single issue with that. Oh, it's the fucking worst, dude. Oh, so okay. God. And also, also, I didn't have really any graphical issues either that I was complaining about last time. No, the remaster is huh. the demaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the remaster like legitimately made it shittier. 
in some spots. I think visually it is better. In, in yeah, visually all spots. <laughs> like, For every way. Like, like every single time. Like you guys are complaining about like these noises and like they're just not an issue for me. Like, yeah. like there were th- there were three times in the first three hours of the game that there were graphical issues and then never again. I, yeah. I would say that that's worth it. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. probably is worth it. Especially because, like, I'm trying to listen to an audio log and there's, like, a dude, like, 38 chambers over who's, like, fucking giving his fucking weird, random, crazy thoughts on fucking something. You're like, dude, chill for a second. I'm trying to get some story. And it's like, you know, the, the audio log's like, yeah, and then that's why. Jesus loves me. That's no, for real. I'm lonely. I'm just lonely. <laughs> for real. I, I gotta oh, say, okay. I wanted to give a quick shout out. I'm, I'm sorry, this is a small aside, but I have to mention it. Uh, best French accent in games uh, from Pierre Gobi. Yep. Um, Only French accent in games? Also, yep. <laughs> well, the only French accent in this game, and it is like. I imagine if you were to show this to a French speaker, they would eject themselves from the nearest. <laughs> like, they would just flee. This would destroy them. They just hit the bathroom and go up and just open the door. I just let the water come in. <laughs> can I just really quickly make fun of uh, Assassin's Creed for a minute? Yeah, how the French one has no French accents? The French one, the English version of the french like one that's it's set in paris and every single person speaks with a british accent yep <laughs> interesting every single person it was so frustrating that like every <laughs> and then and then you would go into a cutscene, and they would all be speaking french and then it would leave the cutscene, and they're like Good eye, mate. And you're like, what? <laughs> what happened oh here? And it's like, I literally, I changed the language to French to try and play that game. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, Bioshock has better French accents than That's Assassin's right. Creed that then, takes place in Paris. My God. Right. And Assassin's Creed is like the game series that was built on being correct about shit. Also, isn't it developed in like... Montreal, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, you guys. You had access. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have gone outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So then, okay, uh, hear me okay, out with this, so, you guys. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Wait, it's really quick. I just want to ask, are you guys having fun? I feel like that's, like, the main question to me in terms of does this game hold up? And, like, are you guys having fun? Are you enjoying go through it, going through it? I know we're playing it differently. You're fucking around this, that, the other. Some of the audio is fucked up. But, like, I just want to – I'm just curious. I, I can have Actually, fun I think- with just the, the satisfying sound of hitting somebody with a wrench. That alone is all I need. <laughs> and watching their body <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe as a way to kind of, like, bring this bring – this- full circle kind of start wrapping up i guess we can just go around answer the question are we having fun but i also want to just know if there's any been any like memorable moments whether it's video game glitches or like a particular scene that has really like i guess like been memorable for you guys as well because i'm also just very curious as a bioshock head just knowing which scenes scenes slash glitches stick with people versus which doesn't so yeah. Uh, so the thing that stuck with me, um, or has stuck with me so far, 
uh, was, so there's the great chain, the idea of the great chain. And the imagery you see is like this, this uh, disembodied arm sticking out of a placard in the wall, uh, grasping a chain and pulling away from the wall where the chain is also anchored. Um, which really evokes to me the idea of pulling yourself up by one's bootstraps. Um, pulling oneself up by their own bootstraps is like the epitome of fruitless effort, right? Can I, can I ask a question that's going to piss you guys all off? No. Moving on. Where, uh, where did please. that happen? Uh, I didn't it, notice. That was at the beginning of Arcadia. Um, um, and there are, there are a couple scattered throughout, but like yeah, if that you imagery see the imagery around, of yeah. the Great Chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also um, Andrew yeah, and talks I'm about that a lot. Never yeah, noticed he does. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's also, I think, no, I the noticed the, there's like, a lack of it. Yeah, anyways, whatever. But yeah, the the, the imagery of pulling the Great Chain is. Like, yeah, no, I know the chain, just not like a hand pulling a chain. If you look at the environment at all, even a bit, you'll notice it. <laughs> that's, that's where I went wrong. <laughs> the um, shade that was in that statement. This See, episode brought eyes, to you James. by <laughs> Fuck Adam. <laughs> Fuck Adam so hard. Oh, Thank you, James. Yep. Um, but yeah, the imagery there is like this pointless effort where like the chain is probably attached to like the person who is grasping it, and it's like not made super clear, but it's like it looks to me as though it's this pointless effort of just exerting one's own will uh, for for no particular reason, just like for self gratification almost. Um, oh, you mean capitalism? No. Randian objectivism, which is like capitalism, but insane. Yeah. 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 Even well, more insane. <sighs> what about you, James? <laughs> <laughs> Could you repeat the question? <laughs> Are you enjoying your playthrough? And is there anything memorable that you would like to note? Oh, yes. I am enjoying my playthrough. Absolutely. Um, anything memorable that I would like to note? Um, I mean, honestly, the big reveal, fucking awesome. That was sick. Um, James is like, did you know that's water? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the big reveal of of when I looked up and realized we were under the ocean. Dude, that was some that was some amazing environmental storytelling. <laughs> He's like, that's act um, three, right? Act three is where you're <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then and then when I saw that there was a crack in the wall and there was water coming out of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, he's like when you try to delete that that one lady from Doki Doki, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, okay, pull yourself together, yeah, quiet. So... All right, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just murdering me. That outside, James playing for eh, no, it's not true. But James playing for like ten hours and just being like, holy shit, have you guys checked outside? <laughs> that shit is so. It's like there's water out there, dude. It's. Cr- I was like, I just thought the pipes burst in the walls, but no, it's actually coming from out there. Oh god. I mean honestly the most noti- the the most notable part is really just like the the um to me it's the the part 
the when when Ryan reveals that you have been brainwashed into uh being Fontaine's like slave and then you're like so why didn't Fontaine just fucking not like why did Fontaine pretend to be my friend ever if he could just force me to do whatever he wanted and uh and the story's like well fuck you (laughs) (laughs) um but I mean honestly it's 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 well done um that part also i mean yes as everybody else has said many times environmental storytelling is what this game is all about um the gameplay is exists um (laughs) no i mean it's good it's good i'm just being shitty um it it's it's old it it shows its age um, but it's good. Um, it, it doesn't suck. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. I mean, I, for one, am certainly enjoying this. And I'd have to say, if there is just a memorable moment that I love to replay over and over, it has to be during Sander Cohen's mental breakdown when he just sends all those splicers after you and the Waltz of the Flowers is playing in the background and you're just kind of like what is going on at this moment? <laughs> like, you're, you're standing is... perfectly still, slapping them yep. out of the way one at a time. <laughs> Honestly, like, so this was the first playthrough where I actually implemented the um, the shock barrier where, like, you know, if a splicer hits you, they get shocked. Oh, yeah. So, um... So actually what was happening, these splicers were coming at me and I noticed that they were getting shocked and I thought it was part of Cohen's masterpiece. So I'm like, wow, he impl- he implemented plasmids in this. Like, this is amazing. He's killing his own people. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> I'm the one doing this. <laughs> but um, Am I the bad I don't know, guy? That's a- I'm making meaningful choices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Um, so that's always like my favorite part like in that game is just hearing you know the waltz of the flowers in the background as cohen is just losing his goddamn mind over the speaker so that's that's just a notable part that i always love to play Mm. (laughs) and i think for my next uh for my next cosplay i think i'm gonna go with sander cohen yeah, you should. Not a big daddy. Splicer, lo- <laughs> dude, that would take too much material. Okay, listen, I don't want to like. You don't have to know context here, but the other day, Gabe, Elaine, and I were all furiously on our phones googling if they had uh, drills from the big daddy as in dildo form. <laughs> don't you know why? But I was just like, dude, drildo, right? This name is so good that we have to. It's got to be online. And honestly, um, no. I don't. I think there's a market opportunity there. I did not find it. So maybe that can be our first game club merch. If anybody knows where to find a drildo online, oh, there. By the way, email us at sponsoredbyvisual yes. at gmail dot com. Get your drildos here. <laughs> no, but seriously, like by the way, there are things called drildos out there. FYI, and like. You will find them if you search for that. Just so be ready. Um, 
for whatever that is. You better to not. Yeah, it's a lot I, of I like. I don't want to know what that is. Yeah, me neither. I'm gonna be honest. But uh, okay, cool. But yeah, you, you do kindly <laughs> search for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. okay. Keenan, any memorable huh? moments for you? Keenan, uh, I think my most memorable moment is after that first introduction to Cohen, and then you're in his area and you go down to the atrium mm-hmm. and you're watching the dude play piano and you're like okay this guy's weird everyone raptors insane and then the guy's playing and he's like i keeps fucking up he's like no 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 he's like i'm sorry let me go let me go and then blows the guy up and you're like oh shit yeah shit's going down here <laughs> wait wait cohen blows that guy up yeah so you just like fucking what? stumble into the area be like who am i what's going on man dude you just like fucking i was like oh him. there's a splicer on the stage let <laughs> me just saw a guy shoot playing guy. piano was like not on my watch <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes exactly that and cone was like ah good yes thank you for doing so you're like, oh, and you're like, whatever, dude. I, who are you? Where am I? I? Like, okay, <laughs> we're <Yeah>. underwater. <laughs> and then, and then I looked outside and was like, that's a that's a really blue sky. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, <laughs> whales aren't usually out here. <laughs> Since when can whales fly? Yeah, this is where James is like. And then I thought the whole thing wasn't really real. It was like some surreal memory because the sky was all just filled with fish and whales and other <laughs> such shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this isn't a dream sequence? <laughs> yeah. Dude, James is tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, James is actually using that fucking weed lotion that Zoe was fucking hiding from her co-workers earlier. <laughs> okay. James, yeah, if you put that on lotion. your tongue, it actually tingles in a really cool way. <laughs> yeah, that's called like a near-death experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to put into the podcast in, importantly don't do this and don't sue us if you do yeah yeah I, I wish you could say do what you want but don't sue us but you have to be like don't do this and don't sue that's like two levels of defense but yeah yeah thank you for that adam's gonna be our legal team <laughs> yeah adam's like he's got a book open the he's guy like, who flips off cops no, yeah, exactly. is the legal all, team hey you all you will attempts that there to is sue no us should be directed disrespecting cops <laughs> Dude, but isn't there like some? I guess there's not a like a law, but there's like some sort of like, hey, there's a blanket things they can use to arrest you, right? That's what's all, that all attempts put- to sue us should be directed straight at <laughs> audible.com. <laughs> that is audible.com. I think James should be the not legal team. Yeah, he just redirects all lawsuits <laughs> to other companies. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, that's not us. Don't sue us. Sue Google. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Just sue Podbean, whatever the fuck we used to host, right? Yeah, just sue the internet. Yeah, I get that. I'm with that. Good god, dude. Uh, Yeah. So, Gabe, what do you think? Uh, I am very much enjoying playing this game, um, and I'm playing it like Adam is playing it, which is very different from my first playthrough, where it was kind of more like take my time and use guns and kind of like fully experienced the game but i'm having a lot of fun now going through as my second playthrough just steamrolling everything with the wrench uh (laughs) that brings its own unique fun to the table um and as for a memorable moment uh i had a hilarious moment actually thanks in part to the horrible audio mixing nice where i was in i think it was in um, arcadia and there's a houdini splicer who is yelling about he's like oh i 
I just wish I could fall asleep. And the whole time, there's just a big daddy going like, <laughs> just stomping around. <laughs> and I just found that hilarious. <laughs> I wish I could just sleep, but the noise mixing in the world is so bad that I can never go find a place that's quiet enough. Exactly. Dude, every time he moves, he like rolls over in the bed, it's like full peak audio. Yep. From like his own bed. He's like, God damn it. He like, he like moves the blanket, which then like is a bunch of physics objects. And- <laughs> yes. Yeah, just and the just, chorus of a thousand suitcases. They fly across his room and shatter his mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He actually has one of those issues where, like, he's he like he can't get under the covers without doing that physics thing that Adam's talking about. So he just like shoots off like into the sky. <laughs> Dude, that's the one thing I fucking love and about the tornadoes. And then he the hits the skybox and dies. Yeah, the, the sky. I think you mean the ocean box. Yeah, the ocean box. Good point, though. Oh, you're right. No, wait, wait. The ocean's outside? Yeah, it's <laughs> not going out there, but no, so... Um... James, pay attention, please. <laughs> I think we finally did it, lads. We finally pissed off Adam. Adam's actually tilted. <laughs> so that happened when we played the cat lady and, and uh, McCoy had bad opinions. Oh, yeah. I remember all those bad opinions well. <laughs> that, yeah, happened, that was fun stuff. That happened when McCoy enjoyed a game. <laughs> if he can't, if I can't enjoy it, no one can. Yeah, no, absolutely. It made sense. I just love, like, because if, if you, by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, fucking go back. Because there's literally just points where, like, intellectually, like, Adam is, like, making a point about, he's like, and this is exactly why orchestrated, you know, in every detail, this scene is bad. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally agree, except that I think the exact opposite. I think that's exactly <laughs> why I think it's good. Like, I do totally All of your points that. are good, but I disagree somehow. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I totally, yes, but that is exactly why it's good. And you're like, what? And I was like, no, 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 because that, that, that stinger dot wav that comes in there that you don't expect it that doesn't make any sense that is awesome that is what you're looking for yes um okay let's see moment about this game that i liked uh or that stuck out there's a there was a couple there's actually one from the first section that i want to talk about where there's just things that happen when you know it's going to happen like you guys are talking about like having you know your wrench ready when someone tries to surprise you and you just smack them um it's like I definitely rolled around with a shotgun with a bunch of the like surprise effects. And it's funny because Elena hadn't played it. So she's like, oh my God, there's someone behind you. I'm like fully ready, like aiming down the sights, headshot level, like with a shotgun. And I'm like, he's going to pop out and dead. And it's just, so that was funny. But there was one moment where the very beginning where the splicer is like cradling that uh, gun. And I remember like picking it up and shooting it with this beautiful headshot. Um, like literally like taking the gun like through the person somehow in a way that only video games can do and shooting them with it and just being like damn this is the wild west but uh in terms of what happened in this section anything cohen related is awesome i love that whole thing i love like where like the when you go back to the bathosphere and you try to like leave or whatever and it's like all these like splicers not splicers but i guess maybe they are splicers but they're you know machete or whatever are up like dancing and coming down from the ceiling and just like oh it's good. It's really good. So in terms am I having fun? Yes. Actually, yes. Dude, it's like that's How the dare thing. You. No, but like in a lot of ways, I'm thinking about in my head, does this game hold up? And I ask that question to myself all the time. And what does holding up mean? And does it mean that the graphics are good? Does it mean the gameplay is good? But regardless, I will tell you this. It's fun. I've been having fun. And to have a fun with a game that that's that's that old, I I I think that's rad. Like, I'm definitely seeing a different side of it, and I have a different play style and a different this and that, but 
no, I've been fucking enjoying it. And I think plasmids are fun. You just fuck around with them. Physics are fun. That's what's awesome about the tornado is when you hit someone, the tornado trap, they fly up into the air and then fall down like a physics mess. And they just have to like try to like jankily get up while you just unload on them. And it's just fun. I recommend you all do that. Just set a million traps around and just make people just fly into the air. And it's just, it's just silly. It's just fun. So. Can big daddies fly up in the air? I don't think they can. I haven't. Then fuck have we tried that. that? That's the yeah, only okay. enemy yeah. that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would it's be, a little uh, unfortunate that, like, there's all this cool <clears throat> stuff you can do with plasmids, but haha, just getting wrenched instead. Wait, do bees not affect? Bees don't affect big daddies, do they? Because they're they piss them now. off. They piss them off. That's correct. I've had a number of instances oh, where I've shocked. I can piss off big daddies, no problem. <laughs> I don't have any trouble pissing off big daddies. At a boy, James. Yeah, nice move. <laughs> Dude, I think it's like so bizarre it's, it's that like it's taken this long i've i've had that like you know take control of big daddy like plasmid and yet i don't use it like what is up with that like why am i not just taking over all trap, these creatures dude. now i i will say there's trap. like there's a downside to controlling the big daddy and that is that he the big daddy can actually corner like if you ever go and like search for loot in a corner the big daddy obviously just follows you and actually blocks you into the corner nice. and yeah. you literally cannot move out it's, it's a trap <laughs> and then and then if if somebody like sneaks up and hits you and then you release electricity it piss, it gets pissed off at you and just murders you being right next to you yeah <laughs> and you get text on the screen that's like you probably shouldn't have done that, idiot. <laughs> and then you die. God. I mean, that's not what it says. It says it says you just dealt damage to your ally. You know what I think? Idiot. And, uh, Here's how you can tell we've moved on in games since Bioshock. Because when you play Risk of Rain and shoot that thing that one of your friends took over, <laughs> and you shoot all of your clips for like 70 hours into that one thing with like a small pink <laughs> triangle over its head that's like trying to It just to, like, looks at you like... What the fuck? Yeah, like and then he leaves. Because <laughs> in Bioshock, that thing would attack you. But in this game, and or sorry, in Risk of Rain, yeah, it, it leaves you alone. So that's how we know we've moved on, you guys. Friendly fire was disabled eventually. Think about it. Think about it. Oh, dude, I also get Risk friendly of fire. Rain and Bioshock are very different games. <laughs> no, they're not. But also, um, <laughs> no. Also, I've got friendly fire all fucking over the place from shit I've like hacked, like turrets I've hacked are oh, just yeah. wrecking me. Like, I can remember this one. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? I was like, dude, can you chill? Like, because I had, like, killed the thing already, and it was, like, still firing. I'm like, dude, I own you. Okay? Chill. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, hmm. right. totally. Wow, we did it, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. I think all that's left to do is... <laughs> fucking asshole. It's clapping. Finish this... <laughs> <laughs> All that's left to do is just finish this game and wrap this shit up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Play the outro. Cue the outro. Um, to your I'm gonna do, 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 do. Oh, wait, not yet. <laughs> I'm going to change my Steam name to Just Wrench. <laughs> no, yes. to uh, Am I Underwater? As an ironic homage to Just Monica. Yeah. And Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Bye. Fuck yeah. Great choice.